Hi, my name is Amber, and this is the Ed Pursuits podcast, where we talk about homeschooling, homesteading, and healthy living. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the birth order book by Kevin Lehman, um, and what I learned from it, and how I was able to implement some of the things that I learned into my homeschool and into helping my kids. So, um, basically... The birth order book is, uh, it was written by him, by Kevin Lehman. He was the youngest child and had a a hard time in school, um, was kind of the class clown, didn't take things seriously, but eventually kind of got his act together and then um, became a psychologist and wrote this book and stuff. Um, so he has kind of a lot of insight, especially for the youngest child, I would say, but since he's worked with lots of people, he said that he worked the most with the oldest child and only children. They kind of have similar traits and, um, and then the middle uh, and then the youngest. So the oldest and the youngest were the ones that usually needed more counseling and help in dealing with things. So no surprise oldest children and only children often have um a lot of pressure on them because they have a lot of intention you know they're the first one to do stuff and so parents are watching and uh waiting for them to progress and you know helping them and and stuff and sometimes it can just end up being a lot of pressure Um, It was interesting. Uh, You can have an acting oldest and a, you know, an actual oldest, but then one that acts, uh, a second child can become more of like the acting oldest child. Also, often um, the first and second kids will be total opposites from each other. And that is somewhat true. I have two girls and then six boys. Um, Also, the oldest son or the oldest daughter will have those oldest child characteristics, even if they're not the oldest child. If they're the oldest son or the oldest daughter, they can have those characteristics. And also twins, when you have twins, one of them will act like an oldest child. And oldest children tend to be more... um, goal-oriented, results-oriented, conscientious, um, able to finish stuff. A lot of that is because they do end up having more responsibility or just more focus on them. And so uh, a lot of times they will have to deal with perfectionism and be able to deal with uh, disappointment and failure because they're not used to failing, you know, um, and then the youngest children, a lot of times they just don't have as much um, discipline as they should. And they become very good manipulators at getting what they want. And it's a good thing that I listened to this book because I was falling in that trap <laughs> with my youngest. My older kid said, he doesn't do as much. He never does this. You know, I'd be like, whatever. He's he's smaller. You know, he's younger. So it's good I listened to that book. And so I've kind of cracked down on him. He's like, I hate that book. That's the worst book. But really, it has been good to just... Uh, 
require more of him and expect more of him. I think that when we expect and require more of our children, it helps them build confidence because they know that we believe in them and that we think that they can do it. And so that has been, that has been really good. So I highly recommend that. Um, yeah. And just learning about it and seeing the different traits that can be due to birth order. And of course it's not for sure set in stone. Um, one thing that is interesting, he said that middle children, um, are much better adjusted. And he said one way, you know, cause the middle children are like, what about me? And he said, one way you can tell is because you'll have lots of pictures of the oldest and then like hardly any of the next kid. And there was one person that he had in counseling and she couldn't even find a picture that was just her without her older sister. So she got a picture and like cut her sister out of it so that she would have a picture of just her. So, but in doing that, like they deal with disappointment easier. They're more able to get along with people. They don't expect that the world revolves around them. Um, and so they, they learn to be better adjusted. So anyway, that was pretty interesting. And I have over the past, well, my youngest child too. Um, not only I'd say the youngest, but I was also, uh, he was born at a time that was very difficult for me. And I had a lot of anger. And when he was born, he was, he, he had a lot of anger, even just, I mean, he would just go straight to mad from wherever he was. We were at church once and he really likes this story, but, um, he was talking a lot and I was trying to get him to stop talking cause it was supposed to be quiet. And I said, Oh, look at that baby up there. Look how quiet that baby's being, you know, like maybe you can be quiet like that baby. And he said, I hate that baby <laughs> really loud. So anyway, that story always makes us laugh. And then he had a little, um, that around Halloween time, they were selling costumes and there was a, a like a turquoise monster costume that I got for him. And he loved that. He wore that almost every day and he would just growl at people. And it was just, he just thought it was the best. And then we found when he was a little bit older, you know, he was like two about this time, which is such a cute age. But um, we found that if we called him a puppy, then he would be really happy. <laughs> so we'd say, oh, cute little puppy. And he would just smile and pretend to be a puppy. <laughs> so anyway, he has been a handful and... Um, and we have had to work with him a lot and just kind of help him through. Um, so recently, I think it's only been seven minutes and I'm, that's pretty much all I have to say about the birth order book, even though it was really helpful and I highly recommend it. So maybe I'll go on and talk about the explosive child, which I also read list recently read in quotations. I usually listen to books. Um, and it ended up being just an abridged version, but I'm kind of glad that it was because I think I got the the main points of it. And the biggest thing out of the explosive child 
book that it says is that if your child could do better, he would, and to recognize that um, they are doing the best they can. They want to be good. Children want to be good, and they are doing the best they can. And for the explosive child, um, you know, so this is a, a child maybe that has terrible tantrums, things don't go their way, and so they lash out and have a really hard time. And um, basically, their ability to reason through things logically and reasonably just is not developed. So um, they may be more developed in other areas, like they may be really good at reading or comprehending facts or whatever, but um, just have a really hard time when things don't go their way or like uh, the schedule doesn't work out and they don't have good ways of expressing themselves or dealing with it. And so basically in the explosive child, it talks about that. And so as a parent, you really need to be patient with them and really loving with them and don't like get mad back that's probably the worst thing because then it's just going to go back and forth. I mean, you have to step up and be the parent um, and just be calm and helpful and kind and loving. Um, so anyway, and then the other thing is to really take the time to talk through things with them. And fortunately for me, my husband is really patient and really good at talking through things with the kids whenever there's a problem um, with the older kids they've all been pretty easy kids for the most part but they're still kids and so there's still arguments and whatever and he was always really good to listen to both sides and a lot of times for our kids they just needed to be heard they just needed to know that their side was heard and that they were validated in their feelings and my husband was very good at that because I'd just be like oh just stop or you know just give me the dumb toy like you know but my husband was much better at listening to both sides and finding out that you know there's always like 10 steps because it's like well he took it from me but then you find out well he took this other thing from me and that's why I took it and then well, but he did that, you know, it like goes on forever. So anyway, um, I think that has been really helpful for all my kids is that my husband has been around and has been able to really listen to them and talk through with them where I was more apt to be like, oh, just get rid of the dumb toy. But like once they're heard, usually when both sides are heard, whoever is in the wrong, they realize it and they just let it go and then the problem is solved and um in the explosive child it talks about doing that and really just talking through things and and listening to understand why is this causing such a problem so one example it gave was there was a, a little girl and she made herself a waffle from the freezer and she saw that there was another waffle and she was going to have that for the next day for breakfast and then her mom came down with her little brother and cooked the waffle that she was going to have for breakfast the next day for her little brother and she just freaked out and the mom didn't know why like what is the big deal 
But the little girl didn't understand that we can go buy more waffles or we can have something else for breakfast tomorrow. And like, there's no reason for the little brother to not have a waffle right now. So if the mom would take the time to understand, wait, now, why are you so upset? Then you could explain, okay, we can eat something else for breakfast tomorrow. Or, you know, we don't need to save that waffle for tomorrow when somebody wants to eat it now and if you really want waffles tomorrow we're we'll be in town we can pick some up right um or make more or whatever so anyway so that is really good and um we have been we have had to have a few conversations this week and it can take a really long time my son is 11 now and it can take a really long time to get through it um, because he will want to make it about something else than what we're talking about. He'll want to say, oh, but so-and-so or but you or but this or but that. And then when you keep it on the subject at hand, then it's like, oh, well, I'm just the worst. <laughs> Well, no, we didn't say that. So we've been talking a lot about exaggerating and overstating what someone says and also being careful about, you know, saying it's all or nothing or I'm the best or I'm the worst or, you know, it's usually not that and usually nobody said that. And so let's, let's clearly understand the problem. Um, and so that has taken some patience and my husband did it the first time I can't remember what what it was about that started it but it was a good hour talking and then last night um, we went to a party for the kids and the older kids want to stay longer and play volleyball and my youngest wanted to go home and he's often he does this at the park a lot when his favorite friend goes home then he wants to go home too even though everybody else is still playing and so we had to have a conversation about how it's you know we have to be patient and respectful that that's the kind thing to do when your brothers want to stay and play that you just have to sit and wait and what can we do to make the time you know easier and stuff and it whew, it takes some real patience but um I think it's very worth it and he has been much better at getting his work done. Another thing that I've been doing for him is I write out every little thing that he has to do in a notebook um, with a box so he can check it off as he does it and it's very clear so that there's no question what he's supposed to do so that he knows exactly what he's supposed to do and then I can help him with the stuff that he needs help with and then he can do the stuff that he needs to do by himself by himself without me um, and so there's no question he knows ahead of time and then that's that works for him um, what I can't do is Oh, he's doing really well today. He's almost done. Let's see if he can do a little bit more. No, if I'm going to have him do a little bit more, I see he's doing well with what he's doing. He can take on more. I always prep him and say tomorrow that this is really, really good. Tomorrow we're going to do this plus this other thing, you know, um, 
then he can handle that or that's really good for this week next week we need to do more math pages you know so this week you can do five next week we're gonna do seven or whatever so um, anyway so then they're prepped and ready for the next uh, next phase the next challenge um, so yeah so that's kind of what we've been working on this week um, for the most part as far as school goes and it, it's going pretty well um, he also had some ang when he was little I would just hold him and I could calm him down pretty easily by reading a book and he you know, like a story a chapter book because he just he he can't help but listen <laughs> and he really loves stories and so um, I felt like a lot of what I needed to do was help him get out of that fight or flight mode that his that he was kind of stuck in help him change his state get into a happier calmer state and try to keep him in a happy calm state most of the time and then have him recognize when he's happy um, another thing that I have done that has been helpful because it helped me is to have him keep a gratitude journal but of course he's always thankful for pizza the dogs and his bed and then it was also like what are the shortest words and those are the things I'll be thankful for because then I would have him copy it I would write it and then he would copy it so what I just started doing this week in fact is writing sentences of just positive things that are in his life so you know he really loves our dogs so I wrote I just really love my dogs and um you know, I really have a good time playing with my friends at the park and I really like, you know, this activity and that activity and I had a really, I did a really good job on, you know, my math today or whatever. And so just like positive statements in his life so he can recognize that there's a lot of good because a lot of times for him at least and it sounds like for a lot of explosive children um, is that it they they have a tendency to go to it's all or nothing and usually it's all bad and there's nothing good nothing was fun at the park at all it was all terrible and it's like no that's not true you were having fun earlier when you were doing this this and this you know so like helping them see that it wasn't all bad and then to focus on the more positive aspects so those things have all been helpful um, <clears throat> everybody's got a youngest <laughs> everybody's got an oldest so I hope this is helpful for you and then also you know just keep at it and be patient and loving and kind and and work on yourself too like uh, don't be afraid to take time to do your own gratitude journal and to make sure that that you have time to exercise and drink enough water and get enough sleep and all that kind of stuff because if you're on edge your kids are going to be on edge and you're just not going to be able to help them as as much as you would like um, and you know sometimes that's just how it goes sometimes we don't do very well and that's okay that's why we have um, a savior. 
So that is all for today. We're up to 20 minutes. Thanks for being here and I will talk to you next week. Bye.